Memphis, Tennessee, it's Memphis Board Live. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Cerrito and Marcus Hunter. Greetings and salutations. We're live from high atop Mount Moriah. Down the hall from nonstop hip-hop. Hey, I was hanging out with Kia Shine earlier. Down there at Hot 1071. He gave me his prediction for the game today uh, Alabama versus uh, Mississippi State. Kia Shine says he wants Mississippi State to win, but he's got a gut feeling it's going to be Alabama. So that's your prediction from our friends over at Hot 1071. Also, we're down the hall from all the hits here at Flynn Broadcasting. Welcome to MSL. We got an action packed two hours. Of radio for you today. Of course, as always, we'll keep you abreast of all the early games, all the scores, and action going on across the college football universe. And we got some great guests coming in. As always, Kevin Leip will join us at 11:30 to talk Memphis Grizzlies. Then at uh, noon, we'll be playing Hang Up and Listen, where the winner gets a pair of tickets to the Memphis Wildfire Wrestling Show, which is coming up on Thursday, where our very own Dustin Star will go one on one. With Jerry the King Lawler, friend of the show versus a regular guest of the show, happening on Thursday night at Minglewood Hall. Big, big night for Dustin Starr in his pro wrestling career as he goes and challenges the King. Dustin Starr will be with us today at 1230. And he says he's ready to talk some smack to Jerry Lawler, so that'll be interesting. But we'll also be joined by Double J Jeff Jarrett himself, J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E. Double T, Jeff Jarrett, or as the commercial appeal spells his name, J-E-F-J-A-R-E-T. But uh, that's how the CA does it. That's not how Jeff Jarrett does it. Double J, Jeff Jarrett will be with us uh, on the program. And also, coming up at 10.50 in studio, so not 10.50, 11.50, this first hour today on the show, uh, he's Mr. Miracle. Did you see this video, Johnny? On the other side of the glass, we've got Johnny Radio, the sleaze of Memphis, and the king of crunch, uh, C.J. Hurt. Guys, did you uh, see this video that was online earlier? It's on it's on MemphisSport.com, but following the big win at Sacramento, there was this um, fan video that was posted with this guy who predicted the miracle that would happen Courtney Lee's shot. Did you guys see that? Are y'all not listening? What is going on over there? No, Kevin, we didn't see the video, sir. You did not watch the video. I mean, yeah, no, I didn't watch that video. I watched the uh, Kobe's handshake there's, snuff guy. There's some interesting viral videos uh, this week uh, from uh, from the Grizzlies. Yes, yeah, some guy faked out Kobe Bryant um, after the game. After Kobe went for the record amount of misses in the NBA, he uh, Kobe missed a, a high five. But there's also a video. Watch it now, CJ, and we recommend you guys watch it. You can pull it up. It's at Memphisport.com. But um, and we'll, we'll play it a little bit later on. But this guy was like, watch, he was like, you're about to witness a miracle uh, here at FedEx Forum. And he films the end of the game, and of course there was a miracle, and there was jubilation. But we're going to talk to that guy. Uh, he'll be in studio with us a little bit later on. Apparently he's a former Explorers football player. Remember the old Explorers football team, the arena football team for a little bit? Arena 2 or 3 league team that we had? Mm, yeah, barely. I think their mascot was uh, probably like Hernando DeSoto. Does that sound right? Because they were the Explorers, spelled with... An X. Anyway, there's a lot going on today, and we will talk about it all, but right now we're going to be joined by Mr. Sweetie, Mr. Selfie, Mr. Jackson, Mississippi, Marcus Hunter. What's up, Hunter boy? Yo, 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 yo. What's up, Cerrito? I'm, I'm, I'm a little, uh, so, so you hung out with Kim Folk, Kia Shine. How was that like? Have you ever met Kia Shine? I've never met Kia Shine, no. Kia, Kia's, a, Kia's a cool dude. Of course, he has a show weekly on Hot 107. Uh, one, I think every Monday night you can listen to them at night on Hot 107.1. They've got celebrities from Al Capone to DJ Paul uh, every night on Hot 107.1, and he's one of them. So he was just up here hanging out. We were drinking some coffee together talking about football. <laughs> oh, what's up, dude? That's what's up. 
But uh, so it's a big day uh, for your Mississippi State Bulldogs, which is interesting because the for for well, and we'll get into Mississippi State. But you have been at games most of the weeks that we've called uh, and talked to you on the program. Mississippi State's on the road now. Them in Alabama, they've got a tough slate. Mississippi State's got two of their toughest games on their schedule are this month, and they're on the road, and it starts today in Tuscaloosa. Uh huh. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> it's gonna be it's it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. Let's go ahead and get this thing started with the starting five. All right, these are the five most interesting and important sports stories for the sports fan over the uh, in the mid south over the past seven days. We call it the starting five. It's brought to you by Playhouse on the Square, Memphis's only professional theater, located at Union in Cooper, in the heart of Midtown. Man, the brand new facility at Playhouse on the Square. If you have not been to Playhouse on the Square in a few years, then you have not been to the brand new facility. It is unbelievable, and there's some great shows coming up that you can see. It's a great place to take your date. Peter Pan uh, is playing November 21st through January 4th, and of course, Sanders Family Christmas. They always have a great family Christmas show uh, of some sort, November 28th through January or December 28th. So you've got two. Cool shows coming to Playhouse on the Square. I was just there at their Curtain Up Party, their annual fundraiser event. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Playhouse on the Square. Check out the whole list of what's happening. Get some tickets for your lovely lady in your life. It's a perfect Christmas gift. Playhouseonthesquare.org. All right, the number one story going on right now, Marcus, is your Memphis Grizzlies. Eight and one now. A big, big uh, surprise victory by uh, your Grizzlies the other night. Uh, last second shot by Courtney Lee if they were down the entire game. I'm watching this game at the Green Beetle. Uh, we're hosting trivia. We have the sound on at the beginning of the game. When trivia is at eight o'clock. And then by halftime, we're like, oh my goodness, the Grizzlies are down by like a million points. Let's turn the sound off. We'll listen to some music. And so we listen to music for a little bit, but then they were like within eight points. We're like, yeah, we'll get the sound back on for the game because this could be interesting. And then what do you know? It was one of the, the most exciting comebacks in franchise history. And we have so many people now saying that it is uh, one of the best regular season games. That's to be debated. But uh, now the Grizzlies are 8-1, and one, and they've got the Houston Rockets, who are also 8-1 and one, on Monday night at the Grindhouse. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm so glad that you started with the good first because you know, and I know Johnny knows that I can't wait to talk about those Memphis Tigers. But um, yeah, glad you started with the good. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies <laughs> eight and one uh, until Tarek Black comes in there and destroys you guys. Uh, so listen, it's going to be uh, it's, it's very exciting just to see this. Whoa, 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 team whoa! Back up! Whoa, wait, wait, wait! Tarek Black destroying you guys? Disgusting. What are you talking? What are you talking about? We are not on. We are not on the Grizzlies, and I thought you were. You were uh, always rooting for the Grizzlies' success as a media member. Now you're. Totally- I am. No, 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 no. I am rooting for the Grizzlies' success. I just like Tark Black. I, I just think he's a good guy. But uh, but the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Um, that win was extremely. It was a big win for the Grizzlies, and the way in which that game ended was just amazing and phenomenal. And, and it's great to see that the team was able to battle back from being down by such a large margin because, you know, in the NBA, sometimes teams get down by that much and kind of mail it in. But this Grizzlies team didn't mail it in. And I think that their understanding that, hey, we're off to this fantastic start. And the more distance that they can keep between the rest of the teams in the West, as long as they can keep that distance, the better chances for the Grizzlies in the playoffs. Because we all know, how good of a basketball team they are at home and having home court advantage for the Memphis Grizzlies will be huge in the playoffs. So I like the fact that this team is playing like they want to have, you know, a one, two, or three seed in the playoffs this year. And that's just phenomenal. And, and, I, and I like the way they're playing. I like the way this team looks right now. Grizzlies, it was an impressive 111-110 to victory on Thursday night. Of course, they're back on the court tonight. Can't overlook tonight's game against the Detroit Pistons. Uh, first 5,000 fans get the Grizzlies earbuds. Really cool uh, earbuds. Every, you always need a pair of earbuds. And the Grizzlies earbuds uh, given away tonight. They've had great promotions so far uh, this season at the Memphis Grizzlies game. So that's a if you're trying to decide to go to the game, tell you get get there, go to the game tonight, get there early. The Grizzlies should win, hopefully. But I mean, as you as you look at this uh, Grizzlies team, they have the best team that they've played the entire year was on Thursday night. Uh, the the Kings now have the same record though as the Pelicans and the Phoenix Suns. So the shout out to Vince Carter. 
shout out to Vince Carter. Vince Carter had a great game, but kudos to Conley because Conley he had that last that 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 three pointer that got the Grizzlies within reach uh, for Courtney Lee to make that awesome play at the end of the ball game. So. It was an amazing, amazing night to be. That's why you're an NBA, NBA fan. Uh, it's it's those type of games that just and it was awesome. I was at the Laker game on Tuesday night, and that's when they gave it with those camo hats. Um, Laker game on Tuesday was fun to be at too. It's fun to see the Laker fan. You know, this has been a fun season uh, so far, but the challenges have not been nearly as tough as what they'll have to do on Monday night. But let's yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, this team had a pretty. Um, uh, you know, friendly schedules, to say the least, to start the season, and now things are going to start to get real. But, you know, the fact that uh, they have started the season so well and they have this momentum, I think that's going to bleed over to the rest of these games. So, I, I mean, I look forward to the Memphis Grizzlies having a very good year because when you get out to a good start um, and you get that confidence behind you and you just get rolling and things just seem to seem to open up for a team. And so, uh Great for yeah. this Grizzlies team, especially their second year with this head coach, to come out and have this good start uh, and to know that what he's doing and what he's done in the offseason uh, is working is is really good. Considering Big, what happened last year at the beginning of the season. Great, uh, it's a great start for the Grizzlies, and it's good that they're you, you know, you, and it's also they're able to win. It's good that the schedule is kind of easy right now because they're able to win while they're having some struggles. Right, Vince Carter's still trying to get back to to being at a hundred percent or as close as he's going to get to a hundred percent. And and again, Thursday night he started to show that okay, Vince Carter's starting to come back. The one that we that the Grizzlies signed over the summer to replace Mike Miller. That's the guy that they wanted. So so slowly the Grizzlies are able to work out the kinks, uh, get work through some early season slumps while at the same time they're winning so that's pretty cool uh we'll talk more grizz with kevin light uh in about 15 minutes on the program uh kevin light from the flyers joins us every week we're going to move on to number two which is your memphis tigers marcus they lost they lost to christian brothers university and then the next day they lost high profile memphis recruit skull who knows what his last name is i don't even want to skull Scalabissier. yeah he's gone he's not coming skull who cares? He's not a tiger, right? But I know it's Labissier. So within 24 hours, a, a bad 20, a bad 24 hours. Who cares? He's not a tiger, so who cares about the kid now, huh? Right. Well, it's a bad 24. A couple, of days, a couple well, of days ago, you were, got the red carpet for him. Now it's like, who cares? Uh, I was not. You know you me. Suck. Like I, I'm not. I'm not into like uh, waiting every sec. You know, with, with bated breath. Oh, what is this high schooler going to do? Uh, and I'm not. I don't follow that high school stuff. There's a couple preseason and high school recruiting. Just isn't my thing. Like once you sign, you know, when you commit to the school. Then I'll pay attention to you. I thought it was overblown. Way too much talk uh, about that kid in, in the city. But it is a big loss at the end of the day for Josh Passner. I, get me to the end result. I don't want to, like, the build up of what is this high school kid going to do is just creepy to me. It's really just, just. Yeah, I feel you on that one. So when he makes his decision, then we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. The guy's going to Kentucky. It's a bad 24 hours. Memphis never, ever has lost to Christian Brothers University in a basketball game. Uh, they had 21 turnovers in that in that ball game. Uh, Shaq Goodwin, Austin Nichols did play all right. They were 14 of 17. They remain the bright spot of your University of Memphis Tiger team. Problem is, I don't think there's anybody around them. And the question has become the coaching. And the big question, I throw it at you, uh, Marcus. You tell me if I'm on to something. Are the Tigers now dealing with a Rick Ross curse? No, they're dealing with a Josh Pastner curse. And I've been saying this for years, that Josh Pastner's not a good coach. almost got ran out of town because I kept saying that. And now uh, you, and now uh, the fans are starting to realize that Josh Pastner's not a good coach. I mean, he's a good recruiter. He can get the players in. But to be a college basketball coach in the city of Memphis, especially when you're getting a lot of Memphis recruits, you have to have a certain edge to yourself. And Josh Pastner doesn't have that edge. This Memphis basketball team and Memphis basketball fans, you have been cheated because you because you've had enough talent to have been uh, a, a Sweet 16 team at worst at least three of the years that Josh Pastner has been the head coach has not happened. But he keeps getting raises, and the fans keep saying, "Oh, Josh Pastner, he's a good coach. It's not him. It's the players." No, it's been Josh Pastner, and now everybody's finally starting to see it when you lose to Christian Brothers. I, can't be- I-, I couldn't believe when I saw because I was asleep. Woke up the next morning. <laughs> this is lost to Christian Brothers. Yeah. I-, I-, I sent Johnny a text because I knew he- I knew he was up. He didn't respond because he loves Josh Pastner. But he lost. He lost to Christian Brothers. Come hey, on, man. Okay. 
Yeah. It's been Josh Jackson for years. And now and now fans are finally starting to see that the guy can't develop talent and he can't coach. Okay, well, <laughs> he he beat Rick Pitino twice in one season last year. So oh, Free Dog has his day, Kevin. And you're going to lose. I, I mean, Jim Beheim lost. Syracuse lost a few years ago to a Division II opponent in a, in a, in a uh, exhibition game. I mean, teams do lose in exhibition games with good coaches. I mean, Beheim's a good coach at Syracuse. This, this is true. They do, but they don't lose to Christian Brothers. Hey, uh, they shouldn't uh, lose. I'm not saying yeah, uh, it's uh, defensible. Coach Croom beat, beat Alabama. Sylvester Croom beat Alabama. Did that mean Sylvester Croom could have led Mississippi State to a national championship? No, he just beat Alabama. Right. No, you're right. No, you can win good games, but also you have to give it You could lose games you're not supposed to win and win games that you maybe uh, are not on paper supposed to win. But, yes, it does raise the question of of Josh Pastner's ability. Not necessarily ability to coach, because, we again, I said last year, and I'm sticking to it, if you can beat Rick Petrino twice in one season, you can coach. It's a matter of are you can you relate to the players, I think, is maybe what what we have to look at when it comes to Josh Pastner now. Is he the right guy to be the coach at Memphis? That's one question. The other question is can you get somebody else better if you ever got rid of Josh Pastner? If Josh Pastner ever does get fired from the University of Memphis, if he has a, an awful year this year, you know they're keeping him for another year because he's got more prize recruits coming in next year. Next year's team is going to be uh, immensely more talented than this year's team. So they're going to give him another year. If he screws up next year and has a dreadful year, then maybe he's on the way out. If he is, can you replace him with anybody who's going to be better than him? I don't think you can. I think you say something. When recruits start falling off the map because the Memphis Tigers are losing to teams they shouldn't lose, then what's going to happen? Yeah, he has five recruits coming in now, but recruits don't want to... Listen, you have you have other coaches talking to these recruits saying, look at what's happening in Memphis. The kids that go to Memphis, they don't go to the NBA, they don't develop their talent. Kids want to go to the NBA. They want to become the best basketball player that they can be. They don't want to get knocked out in the first or the second round of the NCAA tournament, especially if they're top recruits. You're going to have other coaches getting in these kids' heads. Uh, it, apparently, it's already happened. Uh, with them losing the one recruit, I mean, or maybe he just saw how bad they looked, and he was like, "I don't want to go play basketball." I don't think it was. It was not. It was not his. It was not. It wasn't his choice. It wasn't his choice. That's a, again. That's okay. like that's a controversial scandal. Maybe it was eventually his choice, but like it wasn't based on. I don't know if it was if it was based on Josh Pastner's. But there's a lot of sleazy stuff going on with that. It's sleazier than the sleaze of Memphis Johnny Radio. Uh, oh wow. And but the Lawson kids are coming in, and uh, the, the team's going to be better. I think if you the, the patience of I don't because I don't think you can get rid of Passner. If you get rid of Passner, you can replace him with somebody. It, you could, you could maybe, but you know, right now you have a guy who can recruit and can get good players in. So maybe it will all line up one year like it did for those two Louisville games last year, and that that maybe you can go on a run. That maybe you have the right players uh, there that don't have to have Passner. Motivating them, or not, you know, not steering them in the wrong direction that you may think is happening, and that despite Passner, you could win. You see what I'm saying? Like if he gets the right players in, it may not matter that we don't think he can coach or not, or that you don't think he can coach because I think he can coach enough because he beat Rick Pitino twice in one year. It always coaching always matters, especially on the college level. Coaching always matters. It's not just about having the best players. Okay. All right. Well, I I am just a believer in the Rick Ross curse. They brought in Rick Ross. It was the disgusting move by the university. And then uh, now what happens? They lose to Christian Brothers for the first time. I remember a time when Memphis basketball used when the Tigers could play Tennessee and we'd be like, all right, it's for the state championship. But now Memphis can't even have the city championship because they lost to Christian Brothers University. They're not even the best team in the city of Memphis in the 901 area code. If they play Lemoyne and beat Lemoyne, and then Lemoyne beat CBU, it'll be a three-way tie. <laughs> Thanks, CJ. Uh, who, whose decision was it to um, bring in Rick Ross? Well, this is the University of Memphis. It was the athletic department. I'm sure Pastor had to sign off on it. So. Okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm just saying it all, it, it all is with Pastor. All right, we got to keep moving, Marcus. Don't get wrong. I like Pastor. Great guy. Wonderful guy. Oh, yeah, I, I can tell you like him a whole lot this morning. Thanks, CJ. I, no, I do like him a whole lot. But I just don't think <laughs> CJ? He, all right, y'all. Get your name straight over there. We got to keep moving. Number three, Memphis football is in action today. How about this? Memphis football is good. Memphis basketball not good. What is going on? And it snowed the other day in November. 
the end is near, possibly. But Tiger football today, we're, Fuente's done an awesome job. They, they're at Tulane today. They haven't played Tulane in a couple years. Tulane is a, is a better team than they were the last time the Tigers played them. But they still should not be good enough to beat uh, this Memphis team, which is at the top of the American Athletic Conference. Yeah, and, uh, you know, what, uh, what Fuente is doing with the football team is just phenomenal. And the fact that you can say right now the Memphis Tiger football team is good, the basketball team is bad, I mean, like you said, the apocalypse is coming. I mean, it is it is wonderful to see the Tiger football team uh, playing extremely well. And, you know, you know any time something great is going on in the city of Memphis for one of their sports teams, and right now the football team and the NBA team, it's always a great time because we know how much fans rally behind, you know, their athletics. So, you know, hopefully this momentum can keep going. Hopefully, uh, you know, uh, Fuente, uh, you know, sticks around Memphis for a little bit longer because I think that um, that the team will have a lot of success under him. And maybe right. uh, if football continues to get better, they can finally move out of that AAC and, and, go, and go to a real conference. We get, and again, it's not, we joke about the apocalypse thing, but it is very convenient. And I think Tiger fans don't understand how lucky it is right now that when you do have the basketball team, is going to have a bad year, obviously, right? That the, it's yeah. the, it happens to be the same year that the football team is going to have a, is having a good year. So you've got the distractions. And not only that, you throw in the Memphis Grizzlies having a tremendous start as well. That it is, it is you're lucky, lucky that this is the year that the Tiger football decided to click. Is the same year that the Tiger basketball looks like they're the they're the worst team uh, that they've had since uh, since uh, Tick Price. All right, we're moving on to number four uh, in the starting five, and that's your Mississippi uh, football teams. Ole Miss, we're on the home of the Ole Miss Rebels. Of course, Ole Miss on a real bye week this week. They were on one of those uh, other type of bye weeks last week. Uh, they're off this week. They beat the devil out of Presbyterian last week. And uh, today, Mississippi State in the biggest game, though. Um, of the, One of the biggest games in the history of the state of Mississippi. Go, Marcus. Yeah, um, it is. And, you know, uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, it's, uh, you know, 85 miles from Starkville. It's about an hour and 15 minute drive um, from Starkville. So it's not really that far away. And so, and, and, and I don't think other people understand you know, obviously, in Mississippi State, you know, we, we want to beat Ole Miss. We don't like Ole Miss, and if we lose to Alabama, who cares as long as we don't lose to Ole Miss. But the fact of the matter, the fact, the fact still remains is that the schools are so close to each other, and there is always a ton of trash that, that is talked between Alabama and Mississippi State fans, and it's mainly because in Mississippi, in that part of Mississippi, you have a ton of Alabama fans who are born and raised in Mississippi. Don't understand it. Why you're an Alabama fan, but then you realize that it's just across the state line and you're right there at Tuscaloosa. So there is a lot are of one pathetic state. loser. That's Johnny Radio a, pushing some buttons. Uh, okay, but a, my thing is rivalry, in-state hate going on right now. It's not about rivalries today, Marcus. You guys have got to get. I'm not going to say act like you've been there before because Mississippi State hasn't been there before, and I don't expect you to act like you've been there before if you haven't. This is a national. This is a game on a national stage. This isn't about rivalries, and we don't like Alabama, and we don't want to lose to Alabama, or we don't lose to Ole Miss because we want to be the best in the state. It's about winning. It's about winning the whole damn thing, Marcus. You got to go. This is it. That's what I'm, that's the point that I'm trying to make because Mississippi State fans, I think collectively, uh, we believe and, and you no, know, forget the whole we believe. I don't even want to say we believe anymore. But honestly, Mississippi State is a better team than Alabama. Mississippi State can go in there and beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa. There's no doubt in my mind that Mississippi State is, is a better football team. But it's on the road in Tuscaloosa. It's going to be a tough game. So Mississippi State fans are okay with losing that game because we know if we lose that game but beat Vanderbilt and beat Ole Miss in the Egg Bowl, we're still in the playoffs more than likely and have a shot at the national title. So that's what I'm trying to make. Yeah, you know, we don't like Alabama, but this game, to Mississippi State fans, it's a we really want to win this game because we know our team is better. But if we lose, just don't lose to Ole Miss. Because if we lose to Ole Miss, that ruins the season. But if you beat Ole Miss, I'm thinking chips are going to fall in the right way and Mississippi State is still going to be in it's, the playoffs and still have an opportunity at the national championship. It's interesting to me that you keep bringing up Ole Miss. It's still two weeks away. You're going to play the Rebels. It's going to happen. It's going to happen in Oxford. It's going to be a big game. There's going to be a lot on the line. But there's a lot on the line today in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. And if this, I don't know if Mississippi State, Mississippi State has the, the more veteran team, right? 
Uh, they have the team that, that should win. You're the number one team in the country. But Vegas is favoring Alabama, and uh, people are going to favor Alabama. And, if, and the entire season, who knows what's going to happen? Because we're going to move on to number five, Marcus, which is the other games of regional interest, which makes me uh, – that are going on today. There are, there, are, there are oodles of them. It's a fun day of college football. But to me, what's interesting in this slate is Florida State versus Miami tonight. Miami's at home. It's – Vegas only favoring Florida State by a few points. And Miami could upset them today. And the thing about Florida State is they fell in the college football playoff system without losing. Wow. They haven't lost in 25 games, and they went from the two seed to the three seed. So as you talk about whether Mississippi State can uh, stay in the playoffs or not, even if they lose to Alabama, who knows what these people are thinking on this. They're, they dropped a team that has not lost in 25 games and are the defending national champions. Yeah, and when you watch Florida State play, do they look good the entire game? No, but they have the best player in the country. And if it was not for uh, Damage Winston and all of his off-the-field uh, problems, there's no doubt in my mind that he would be the leader in the clubhouse for the Heisman Trophy because that kid is phenomenal. He is the only reason that Florida State is still undefeated because, because uh, I mean, he just is. And so it's interesting that the playoff committee continues to drop Florida State. Well, they ha- yeah, but they I haven't mean, looked. They haven't I looked think- good. They haven't looked good. They could get their one loss tonight, and if, if it's a one loss Florida State, it makes me wonder if they're going to get in. Okay, so, okay, explain to me this. Florida State hasn't looked good, but they're undefeated. Right. Alabama went to LSU, had to win that game in overtime, but all of a sudden, because of that, Alabama is, quote-unquote, looks like one of the best teams in the nation. It's the same Alabama team that yeah. almost lost to Arkansas. And the one that did it's lose to Ole Miss. That lost to Ole Miss. Outside the off the court uh, mess that is Florida State, you know, take away the you know the despicable people on that team. Uh, they're very similar to the Memphis Grizzlies right now. Like Florida State keeps winning, but they aren't. You know, they're they're winning. They're not playing awesome, but they have the potential to be awesome, and they just haven't. You know, I, I kind of it's very similar to this Memphis Grizzlies team as far as they keep winning. They keep finding a way to win. It's not necessarily that impressive, but they do have the pieces to be impressive. And uh, the matter of whether or not they're going to put it all together at the right time, like they did in the BCS championship last year. But anyway, other good games today: Spurrier versus Florida. And uh, what else we got across the board? Georgia, Auburn, Tennessee, Kentucky. Could it be another bad day for Kentucky? Maybe so. LSU, Arkansas. Is it the one that Arkansas wins? Marcus, give me a yes or no. SEC win for Arkansas today? No, <laughs> I don't think so either. But it is at home. Is it? It is in. Uh, it's in Fayetteville. All right, that does it. It is at home. Yeah. yeah. All right, that's it. We're we are out of time for the starting five, Marcus. We will uh, join with uh, with you next week, and hopefully, you will be uh, still celebrating. I guess your victory for the Mississippi State Bulldogs over Alabama. I I've been saying it all year to Alabama fans. I'm like, this is just just give somebody else a year. Like, let's have a team. Not you know, just somebody else. What they do year. last year. Nothing, but last I mean Auburn year. won at the last second last year. I'm saying I'm, anybody I'm, from the state of Alabama, really. Auburn was not the best team in the SEC last year, but they got lucky. They had a lot of they, they had the ball bounce their way. Was not the best team in the <laughs> SEC last year. This is what this is a down year for Alabama. I've been saying it since week since yeah, last year. Before we started, I've been saying it's a, it's a down year for Alabama, and it has been. So, Marcus, this is the year to capitalize if Mississippi State's real today. So, good luck to your team. I'll be watching two thirty. Hey, hey, I, I just want to make a prediction. Can, All right. can I at least do that? Do it. 35-24, Mississippi State, L State. All right, thanks, Marcus. Uh, follow Marcus on Twitter at Marcus underscore Hunter, and follow him on Instagram as well. When we come back, Kevin Light from the Flyers is going to join us. You're listening to MSL on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Keeping it real for over 20 years. We are Real Sports Talk, Sports 56, and 87.7 FM. Welcome back to Memphis Sport Live. Here once again are your hosts, Kevin Cerrito and Marcus Hunter. Welcome back. Thanks for making us a part of your college football Saturday. Special shout-out to Smoothie King. Be good to yourself. We've got some uh, delicious, very fall smoothies here in studio with us. Uh, 
CJ, how you liking this? We got the pumpkin spice pumpkin spice smoothies. There's pumpkin spice smoothies now. So I I've heard about the fuss with the pumpkin spice lattes. Not a big fan. Was skeptical going into it. This is a great smoothie though. It's awesome. It's got you know 100% all natural spice pumpkin puree, high protein, low fat Greek yogurt, vitamin C. Uh, it's a good source of dietary fiber, immune strengthening iron, and it helps you fight colds all season long. I love it. Oh wow, you're full of facts about this smoothie. It is delicious. The uh, go there's four Memphis area Smoothie King locations. You can get the uh, pumpkin spice smoothie at all four of the locations. I'm telling you, while the weather's not cooperating with fall right now, like for some reason Mother Nature's like, hey, let's let's skip let's skip fall, go straight to winter. It still is fall, so let's enjoy some pumpkin spice and enjoy some football, even though Mother Nature is telling us not to. We will keep you abreast of any scores that happen, uh, any big scores uh, going on. So far, no upset watches um, that I know of, because CJ has not played any music to interrupt me, but um, everything looks pretty good on the scoreboard, so we're going to go right to uh, Kevin Leip from the Memphis Flyer, who joins us every week around this time to talk about the Grizzlies. He's joining us right now. What's up, Life? How are you today? I'm good, man. How are you? Doing great. It's a it's it's another great uh, day for uh, Grizz Nation. Um, big win on Thursday night and big performance by Courtney Lee. Yeah, I mean he's really been ever since he came back from injury. He's kind of been playing at a level that um, you know it's way above his career averages. So I guess there's going to be a down period at some point, but. For right now, he is uh, he is playing out of his mind. Um, he, he's basically he and, he and Mike Conley have really kind of carried the uh, the team through kind of some rough play from the from the bigs so of Gasol and Zebo. Um, they've they've kind of been able to shoot the Grizzlies back into uh, back into some games, and that's doesn't always happen. So uh, it's good it's good that they've kind of been able to pick it up, especially Courtney, uh, especially Courtney Lee when he's uh, in the starting lineup and, and and able to make those shots. It, it just Completely changes the way the Grizzlies' offense looks. And yeah, let's talk for we'll talk for a second here about the positive because it was an exciting uh, celebration in the city Thursday night, carried over uh, throughout the day yesterday. Uh, people real excited about this Grizzlies team. They are eight and one right now. Uh, yeah. They haven't played that many teams that are worth a darn. That many teams are going to be in the playoffs. We still don't know about Sacramento, but Sacramento really was the best team they played uh, all year long. Uh, they now share the same record as, as pretty much as the Suns. And uh, the Pelicans, they got the same amount of wins as those guys, but they are the better team, the hot team with the better player on it in, in Demarcus Cousins. And, and but the but the other night we saw Vince Carter start playing like we wanted Vince Carter to, when, when we celebrated the signing of Vince Carter over the summer. That's why it was for that game. Yeah, he was big in the Lakers game and he was big in the Kings game, and it was not just with his shooting. Uh, you know, uh, Mike Miller can shoot. Uh, he was playing really good defense too. He had some some really great D on Rudy Gay late, and uh, you know, you kind of you kind of had some flashbacks to when uh, Rudy Gay was the one in the Grizzlies jersey, and, and Vince Carter would always shut him down. And you think, oh, Vince Carter's old. How is he doing that? Uh, but now he's even older, and he's in a Grizzlies jersey, and he's still doing it. So uh, <laughs> you, you know, it's uh, the defense. The defense from him had, was a pretty big deal in the Lakers game and and the Kings game. He kind of was on Kobe late a little bit, and um, you know, he's finally, uh, I won't say he's 100%, but he's finally kind of looking like he can move um, the way that he wants to be able to move, Right, and that's a big thing. You can be old and awesome, is what Vince Carter uh, is. He's half old and half awesome, or something. I don't know what his uh, his, new Half old, half amazing. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's pretty awesome. Uh, But the... uh, so we saw Vince Carter come back out. We saw a good a good game out of, of Vino in in the Laker game as well. And it's it seems that is the bench starting to to get where they're going to go. And is there is that a pro, is that if you're Quincy Pondex or if you're Coupon looking at this, you're like, eh. I mean, some of them are. Uh, Vino Uder has really kind of started to get comfortable running that offense a little bit. Uh, I mean, I think that was kind of the problem earlier. Is that Nicolaitis is very much more of a of a pure point guard, I 
he's really a scorer. That's kind of his first uh, his first instinct is to shoot. And uh, I think that was kind of causing some problems with ball movement and that kind of stuff. He's starting to kind of get into a rhythm now. Uh, he's been able to uh, contribute with scoring, but he's also, you know, he's keeping that second unit from clogging up. He's also been playing with Mike Conley a lot. Um, and I think that's something that even when Kalaitis comes back, we'll see Conley and Kalaitis playing together. We'll see Kalaitis and Uter playing together. We'll see, you know, I think the two-point guard look is, is definitely something that Dave Yeager is interested in, and, and for good reason. Two, two kind of ball handlers um, is, is, a, is a good look when you have so much of an inside presence. That, that, yeah, that that will be definitely something interesting, uh, interesting to watch. So Thursday night, uh, my favorite part of the game. If we go back to this, and we again we'll celebrate this game for for one more moment here. But Vince, when Vince Carter just walks off the court after his pass uh, to Courtney Lee, that was like it's not only Vince Carter's like we talk about his defense and his offense, but his veteran like leadership and his I've been here before, I'm cool, you know, this is nothing. This you know, we win the game, all right, that's what we're supposed to do. I'm Vince Carter. Uh that I that just adds that attitude is uh is something that you can't there's no stat for that attitude. No. I mean everybody else is just losing their mind, jumping around and celebrating and Vince Carter is just like got a finger up in the air and he's Walking off, just, just, just strolling. Yeah, so off. cool. <laughs> but uh, so Grizz, so Grizz won as a, a reason to celebrate because it does mean never give up, never give up, never leave the game early. It was a miracle. Speaking of miracles, we'll have uh, the the viral uh, video superstar from YouTube uh, who did the miracle video. He's going to join us here in studio in just a minute uh, to talk about <laughs> filming that celebration while he's going crazy. Vince Carter just you know just just chill walking off the court. But uh, so y- yes, it's a big day. We celebrated yesterday, but let's take a moment, uh, Lipe, if you don't mind. Let's let's uh, pretend like that shot didn't go in with Courtney Lee, and let's go into the Twilight Grizz Zone for a minute. Yeah. All right, here we go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, the Twilight. You're entering a realm. Yeah, you're entering the the realm of the Grizz Twilight. Uh, the Twilight Grizz Zone is what we're calling it. What if they didn't win? What would we be talking about if they didn't win on Thursday night? Well, uh, there were kind of two games that happened Thursday night. There were the first like forty minutes, and then there were the last eight minutes. Um, I mean, the first forty minutes, you saw the Grizzlies get down twenty six points. Uh, they gave up thirty eight in the first quarter. They could not get back within like 18 or 20 points. Uh, you know, the whole third quarter, the starters, plus Courtney Lee instead of Tayshawn Prince, because Tayshawn Prince started for some ungodly reason. Uh, <laughs> I guess just to prove that he couldn't guard Rudy Gay anymore. Um, you know, uh, the starting lineup was questionable. Kind of the, the lineups that were being used were questionable. Gasol obviously uh, was having a terrible game against Marcus Cousins, who's somebody he usually kind of gets up for. Uh, and Cousins was just eating his lunch early on. And, um, you know, it was really just a bad game from the players. It was sort of a bad game from the coach because of the personnel groupings he was using. Uh, and then sometime right in the middle of the fourth quarter, they turned it around. Um, they started clawing back. Uh, Vince Carter came in and hit a really big three. Um, kind of started to shift momentum. And the Kings were coming off of a, the same kind of game in Dallas Tuesday night. You know, they got out like 24 points ahead of the Mavs and they ended up losing that game too. So the Kings started tightening up thinking, oh no, here it goes again. Um, and the Grizzlies were, you know, uh, able to capitalize on it. I mean, I think, I think it was kind of a microcosm of the whole season so far. They did not play well for most of the game and they still ended up winning. Um, Right. Will, will they be able to do that against the Rockets and the Spurs and the, uh, you know, those kind <laughs> I mean, that, of teams? We don't know. And it's doubtful. It's doubtful that you're able to do that against the Spurs and the Rockets. But so we look. So the Grizz, the Grizzlies get this. It's unbelievable. One of the best home wins. Like people are talking about. This is one of the best home games ever. Yada yada yada. So I mean, if they would have lost that game, people would have walked out talking about this is one of the worst losses we have seen. Like this goes back to. Uh, your Clippers game one, and and it, I was thinking when that game was going on. The Grizzlies were down like twenty points. I'm like, I'm glad they kind of lost that game on Saturday night in Milwaukee because if this was how you're going to end your streak by getting blown out by the Kings, that would have been just horrible. But yeah, I mean, I mean, it's interesting to note that Rudy Gay has now been part of a twenty six point loss. <laughs> 
and a 27-point loss in FedEx Forum. <laughs> right, on, on opposite sides of, <laughs> of the spectrums. But So Tayshaun, Tayshaun Prince starting, I think, would have been a hot topic yesterday. In the event that the Grizzlies would have lost that game, everybody would be talking about why is Jaeger starting Tayshaun Prince. Instead, it's like, okay, it happened, they ended up winning, it worked out. Uh, I get why he did it. I mean, he did yeah. it because because Rudy Gay is tall and Tayshaun Prince is tall. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's look, that's why he did it. Right. It didn't work. Tayshaun Prince can't guard Rudy Gay. Tony Allen turns out can. And you had Tony Allen guarding Ben McLemore early on, and he he's not going to guard Ben McLemore. He helps off of him. And right. so McLemore, you know, kind of got a little thing going. And Rudy Gay and DeMarcus Cousins had 25 points in the first quarter because this all wasn't guarding Cousins, and Tayshaun Prince can't guard Rudy Gay. So once you kind of tighten up the defense a little bit, you have Gay being guarded by Allen, you have Courtney Lee in there to guard McLemore. You know, things kind of settled down. The Grizzlies, the Grizzlies won the next three quarters, but that first quarter was just, it was a disaster. We're, we're talking with Kevin Light from the Memphis Flyer. Follow him at Flyer Grizzblog. He's with us every week to talk about the Grizzlies. I also, I mean, if the Grizz, and we're, we're in the Twilight Grizz zone right now. So if the Grizzlies would have lost the other night, would there be conversation that the, the Boogie Cousins is surpassing Marcus on that list of best centers in the NBA? Yeah, I mean, people probably would have said that. It wouldn't make it true, but <laughs> it. I mean, he's definitely good. He's definitely a really good. I think he's he's in the conversation for you know top three, top five centers in the league. But not only he's better than Marcus All on on the whole. I th- I, there, there's there's still. I mean, I think there's maybe some legitimate not reasons for concern because I do think this is a talented Grizzlies team that just happens to be going through a slump while they're winning. Like they're still trying to figure. You know, Carter's still trying to get back to to 100 percent of being fully amazing, and and uh, you have all these other pieces are just trying to like click. And at the same time, like even Conley coming back to his own this week is that it's they were able to go through kind of like a little bad period but win at the same time. And they're yeah. lucky maybe that the schedule was the way it was because, again, if the Grizzlies would have lost on Thursday night, it would have been like, hey, the Grizzlies finally play somebody good and look what happens. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely not the, – the team is just not firing on all cylinders right now. They haven't been yet this year. Um, and, you know, you think you got to think they'll figure it out at some point because, like you said, this is a really talented team. They have the potential to be deep if, you know, John Luer and Quincy Pondexter ever come back from the dead. But um, – you know, uh, there are some there are some issues with this team right now. Um, they're managing to win uh, because they're a veteran team and they know right. how to win these kinds of games. Uh, and they've played some teams that aren't that. You know, All right? Well, uh, I, I think that I think the next stretch, this stretch against some good teams here, is really going to tell us where they're at, whether they're really a good team or whether they were playing bad teams and still have some work to do. Uh, it, you know, this this kind of upcoming week has been playing some really good teams. Oh, yeah. Grizz Rockets on Monday night, 8-1 versus 8-1, battle for the best in the NBA. I mean, if this was college football, this would be your your spot in the college football playoffs would be on the line Monday night at the Grindhouse. And this is two good teams with one loss that, that will be battling each other on Monday night. Last thing, though, uh, in the twilight Grizz zone that we're in, what would we be talking about if the Grizzlies lost? What would we be saying about Courtney Lee? Because Courtney Lee, we could, would we be saying Courtney Lee's a great player, but we can't trust him under crunch time because he had that uh, missed shot when he was with the Magic against the Lakers in the NBA Finals. He missed the shot last week, and if he would have missed that shot uh, the other night, what would we be saying about Courtney Lee? <laughs> uh, I, people would still definitely be talking about that final shot that he missed. Um, I mean, that was a really hard... Uh, you, you know, it was kind of a catch and shoot, but he kind of also right. just caught it and shoveled it up towards the rim, uh, and that's kind of the same thing he did in that finals game. I think it's it's just a similar play, a similar circumstance, and it didn't bounce the right way the last time. I mean, I, you know, I don't put too much stock in <laughs> judging his clutch abilities or right. his composure based off of whether he can chuck the ball behind him as quickly as possible and have it manage to go in. I mean, that's. That's that's a stretch for me. But that one shot going in for him though has put him like oh, it takes a moment. There's always that moment if you're a Memphis Grizzlies player, like that the city embraces you and that you become like everybody knows your name and like you are a part of this team officially. I don't think Courtney Lee has had that moment until uh, Thursday night. And now Thursday night, that moment, Courtney Lee, like we, there's an emotional attachment now with Courtney Lee and the city. When if that didn't go in, it's still, people would be like, okay, trade Courtney Lee. Yeah, sure, I guess you know we got to get better. But now there's going to be like, no, you can't trade Courtney Lee. <laughs> like, yeah, even though you know, uh, even though his numbers, I mean, 
at, the, at the beginning of the year, I said, out of Lee, Allen, and Pondexter, you only need two of those guys. And my hunch was that Lee was the most expendable, uh, just because he makes the most money and because he was kind of a non-factor in the playoffs last year. Um, it, that That's not holding up. Uh, you, you, you can't get rid of Courtney Lee now without seriously hurting your team's ability to score. Right. So uh, he's, he's making himself untradeable um, pretty quickly. All right, we got to let you go. Lightfoot, we'll talk to you uh, next week, same time, same place. Yep, y'all take it easy. All right, that's Kevin Light from the Memphis Flyer. Follow him at Flyer Grizz Blog. That's with only one Z on Twitter. We'll take a quick timeout. You're listening to MSL on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 at 87.7 FM. We are Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Take us anywhere you go. Download the Sports 56 app for your smartphone or tablet. Only from Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Are you one of many Mid-Southerners who suffer from weekday boredom? Do you sit around weekday nights flipping channels on your TV while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about trivia with Kevin Cerrito. Well, actually, that would be a little weird. Instead, just invite your friends to be on your team every week at Trivia with Kevin Cerrito. It's more than your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's an entertainment experience with weekly theme nights that will test your knowledge on a wide range of topics. Come see for yourself while Paul Ryburn's journal calls Kevin Cerrito a, quote, Trivia Master. For more information on where to play, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit Facebook forward slash Cerrito Trivia or follow Kevin on Twitter at Cerrito. Trivia with Kevin Cerrito, the perfect prescription for weekday boredom. Warnings. Side effects may include winning prizes, laughing out loud, high-fiving, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverages, spending quality time with friends, and dance-offs. Now play Trivia with Kevin Cerrito downtown at Tampa Tap every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 and at the Green Beetle on South Main every Thursday night from 8 to 10. Trivia with Kevin Cerrito. Smoothie King's new Pure Recharge Energy Smoothie is real energy for real people. No monsters, no rock stars, and no bull. Made from natural coffee berries and loaded with B12. Available only at Smoothie King. Welcome back to Memphis Sport Live. Here once again are your hosts, Kevin Cerrito and Marcus Hunter. Welcome back to MSL. Thursday night was a historic night at uh, the Grindhouse. A miracle happened, and if you missed it, let's play the. Uh, we'll play some of the the video right now. There's a viral video going around from the uh, crowd uh, of the last few moments of the Grizzlies win over the Sacramento Kings. Let's play some of that. All right, so the guy who predicted the miracle on Thursday night inside the Grindhouse is joining us now in studio. His name is Chris. What's up? What's going on, man? How you doing? Everything going good? Going good. Thanks for uh, coming in studio with us today. Thanks for having me. Uh, Chris Eggleston? Yes, Chris Eggleston. And uh, you were at the Grizzlies game the other night. Yes, I was. Uh, for the miracle. Did you believe in miracles before Thursday night? Yes, I do. Anything <laughs> you can believe, you can achieve. Yeah. <laughs> Believe it. Believe in miracles. Uh, were those your regular seats you were sitting in? Uh, no, actually, some friend gave those seats to me like at eight thirty. So I ended up getting tickets at like eight thirty, and I drove all the way downtown and uh, got great parking, parked right in front of Starbucks, and uh, got in the game. Somebody actually on the way out was like, "Oh, it's over, man. It's in the fourth quarter." And I was like, "Well, hey, at least it's a game. Let me go check the rest of the game out." Well, you you showed up in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I showed up. In the fourth quarter, you knew something the, was happening. I said I had to get down here, man. I mean, the tickets that they gave were awesome. I appreciate that guy that gave those tickets, and I appreciate him. Shout out! And 
So, so you got free tickets. You knew the score was bad. You still you believed so much that something was going to happen that night. When did you first get the feeling that there was going to be a miracle at the Grindhouse? At the last minute, when Zebo got that rebound, uh, I think the guy missed two shots. Zebo got the rebound, and then he called timeout. I said, "Oh, it's set up now. Nah, it's set up perfect." <laughs> so there, there was no way that you were going to leave the game early because you you got there late. So what were you saying to the people who were just walking out and they weren't believing? I mean, hey, you can't convince everybody. Hey, you gotta, you gotta be all about yourself. So I mean, yeah, I was just all into the Grizz. I'm a, I'm a true fan, and I, I love the Grizz. Can't catch a season game, season tickets just yet. But I'm just, I'm just working too much for that. All right, uh, Chris Eggleston's joining us in studio. He recorded the miracle video. He predicted the miracle. He called the shot. He said there's going to be a miracle. Here is the miracle. He recorded it. He put it on YouTube. You can watch it. It's memphisport.com. It's a very fun video uh, from the crowd. We always like to, to to bring folks in because anybody, you never know when something's going to blow up. you got a, a pretty a pretty massive amount of hits right now. Yeah, I, that jumped up to 15,000 in one day. I think I just looked at it. It said 17,000 views on YouTube. Thanks for sharing it. I appreciate it. Oodles of folks watching this video. Uh, if you're a Grizz fan, you've, you've got to take a look at it. Uh, it. It's it's a miracle. Can you have you witnessed any other miracles? You, you think I've about? had that was actually one of my first ones. <laughs> Just, I mean, I mean that I could call recall so. I mean, so clearly that it was just lined up so perfectly. I mean, for me to get there, for me to get the parking, for me to walk right. in, for me to get right there, the seat, out of all the seats to give away, that guy gave those seats away. I know he <laughs> wish he would have went to the game now. We made history. Those were perfect seats for, for re- recording something on your uh, your phone. And But here's my question. I want to keep you honest now. Just to make sure, now, Ed, when you go to the Grizzlies games, you don't always record the last few seconds of a close game, do you? And just hoping that it's going to be a miracle and this is the only time it actually worked out. You're not sitting there like Grizzlies versus somebody. like this. You're about to witness a miracle and you've recorded and it's not a miracle, so you just delete it and this is the first time that it's actually happened? No, no, no. I mean, it just was spared a moment. I mean, the, the energy was so electric, actually. And then the, the first one I missed... I had recorded it, but it was just like it. It didn't wasn't the last shot, but it was like I was like, man, I was so excited that I was like, I could just record this, and I mean, this is my this is gonna go down in history. I shared it on my Facebook. I should have uh-huh. just shared it on YouTube to just get the get everybody to lock into those right. views to like kind of capture everybody's excitement. I love it. So we've got uh, Grizzlies uh, fans. There's there's an array of different characters involved with the you know there's there's Bongo Lady you know and there's all these uh, different people who kind of become like not necessarily fam- you know famous uh, fans but like pe- fans that people recognize now. So you're going to be recognized. What is what are we gonna what's what are we gonna call you now? We just call you. We can't just call you Chris. You got to have like a a unique name. Like there's Bongo Lady. Is he Miracle Chris? Miracle, Miracle Chris. Miracle Man. Mr. Miracle. Mr. Miracle. I heard somebody, uh, I think Chris Verda show called me Mr. Miracle. I like, I like, I like Mr. Miracle. I think that could work. Miracle Man, maybe, because it sounds more like a superhero. Miracle Man. <laughs> Miracle hey, Man. I don't know. Just call me to the game. Let me come just, to the just game. Just give you tickets. Every time, I, so every he, time I come to the game, they win. So okay. let's go. Shout out your Twitter for everybody. So if they do have extra, if you have extra tickets to the game this year, I can, I'm guessing they need to give the tickets to you, right? Man, just give them to me. I mean, I work at I work at my job, Global Innovation now. But I mean, anytime I can take a break, I will pull away and uh, catch a gears game. So yeah, my shout out, my God, my Twitter is Chris New App four one one, and uh, again, that's Chris New App. 411. Definitely Good. follow me on Twitter. If you want to witness a miracle on Beale Street again, I give them his tickets. That that makes sense. You need you need the tickets. But uh, the Miracle Man in studio, thanks for coming in. Man, thanks for having me. I'm guessing what's your favorite Christmas movie? Christmas movie had to be uh, Last Holiday. Oh, it's not Miracle on 34th Street. Well, yeah, you know it is. <laughs> <laughs> it just now is. It's Miracle in the FedEx 4. Real Sports Talk. 1031 FM, W276BH, Memphis. Sports 56 WHBQ, Memphis. And 87.7 FM, WPGFL, Memphis.